It is Wednesday, another edition of WeatherWise, a podcast from the meteorologist at 47 ABC WMDT in Salisbury, Maryland. Of course, we cover weather here for the Delmarva Peninsula, the mid-Atlantic region of the United States, and we also like to talk about uh, the weather anytime it's uh, crazy across the United States. And I say this because I know we have uh, downloaders from across the world. So um, anything going on in the world, we'd like to get to, too. So thank you for everybody for downloading and uh, checking us out again here this week. I am joined this week by or uh, with meteorologist uh, Ulysses Garcia. And Ulysses, I would say the past several days, quiet, right? Yeah, it's been quiet here on Delmarva. Yeah, it's been, uh, we've been dealing with some of the gloomy weather. But overall, though, compared to other parts of the country, I would say it's, you know, pretty much quiet because, you know, it could always be more active. And our spring season here becomes usually very active, typically the middle and late part of the season. I think we're getting into... Um, what I term as some of the worst weather we see here in Delmarva. I mean, some people would argue maybe ice or snow when we do get it. We haven't had much of that at all this season. But we get into this time of the year, we get these warm days. And then we end in kind of a marine climate. Some days are just locked in the clouds still. It's gloomy. Temperatures are in the 50s. It's misty. It's drizzly. It's sometimes rainy. Kind of had that a little bit for uh, Monday to start the week. Um, and we know coastal storms sometimes develop, but you get that northeast or easterly flow off the water, which water temperatures this time of the year are still in the 40s. That just locks you into, you know, chilly air. Uh, yeah. Just kind of a nasty feel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I know the fact that on Monday, the, I know I saw some of your newscasts and the fact that we dealt with fog, um, you know, we dealt with some showers here and there. Nothing impressive when it comes to rainfall amounts, but definitely enough to the point where because of the combination of the wind and the temperatures of the water, it's definitely just creating layers of fog. And it kind of just stuck around all night, even into the, uh, into the morning on Tuesday as well. Uh, I mean, luckily not enough to put a dense fog advisory, but still enough where the fog is still a nuisance and it lasted a good while. Right. And, um, you know, going forward, we have to watch that in our forecast more and more as uh, we start to see, you know, sea breezes come in more often. We get the warm air. Um, this time of the year, the, the land portion of Delmarva warming up and the water still being relatively cold. So we get these little microclimates that develop. And anytime we get into a situation where there's a division in the, the temperature and, um, you know, to go along with the fact that you sometimes can get that marine layer to come in, uh, it makes forecasting really difficult here in Delmarva. We had one day like that a couple weeks ago. I remember, it was like about 70 degrees here in Salisbury. And I think Ocean City's high temperature in the day was in the 50s, but by the afternoon, it was already into the 40s. Yes, yes, and and that's the thing. Like you were mentioning, is the fact that um, just because of that water difference, and it's something that even lasts all the way into the summer, where we could still get that big difference in the temperatures, where we could go from 90s, say in Salisbury, all the way down into the 60s. So that's something that uh, now, as we're making our way into the warmer months, definitely becomes more of a of a challenge, especially when it comes between, like, say, Salisbury, Georgetown versus uh, Ocean City and Fenwick. And right, and you know, spring too, also known for you know, wet weather. Yeah. We haven't had a lot of it. In fact, the drought monitor, you're going to talk about this, coming out for a first update in a while. And we're several inches in the hole since the beginning of the year, right? Yeah, so Salisbury, especially Salisbury, is definitely, out of the, the three big stations that we have here on Delmarva, it's really the one that's in the biggest in the hole. It's already five inches under for the year. We're about five inches so far this year. We should be normally around 10 inches of precipitation for the entire year. Uh, the drought monitor, though, since early December, it's pretty much just been stagnant over Accomack County, where we had a moderate drought pretty much Melvin Point South, and then just a little sliver of abnormally dry conditions focused over Chicoteague to Melfa, 
but this past week when they updated it, it usually gets updated on the information is all the way until Tuesday morning, but they don't issue it until Thursday morning. Um, that newest update that came in on Thursday morning, it shows that the abnormally dry conditions have actually expanded. While the moderate drought continues um, for Accomack County, the abnormally dry conditions have expanded for the first time in three months and now pretty much just hovering US 50 and point south. So pretty much Ocean City, Salisbury, Cambridge, and Easton. So really Southern Delmarva is really the one that's kind of been behind the eight ball uh, more often so far this winter. And the thing is, this is becoming more of a concern because as we get deeper into the warmer months, um, if we continue to be behind the rain, that could even be bad news for the crops, but we can even be worried about potential for wildfires. And also keep in mind that with, you know, every tropical hurricane season is not the same. I mean, yes, there are hurricane seasons that have been our saving grace to get us out of the hole, but we shouldn't have to rely every single year for a uh, tropical storm or tropical depression uh, for us to, you know, get out of the hole where we're at. Um, so hopefully, you know, we just get enough uh, cold fronts here or enough systems that, you know, bring us at least a good, you know, maybe half inch, an inch of rain, you know, once in a while, but enough to accelerate that process without um, getting, say, a five inches of rain in one um, you know, one smacking, either through tropical or non-tropical form. Right. And, you know, to go along with the tropical type weather, we are getting into the time of the year where we get these coastal storms that can be pretty impactful across the area and bring a decent amount of rain. Of course, it comes with the wind and the beach erosion and the flooding we know from, I believe, Mother's Day last season uh, or last year. That was very, very impactful here across Delmarva with the wind and the beach erosion, especially the Delaware beaches. So, I know that weekend we picked up a lot of rain, much needed wet weather. And the type of rain that comes and, you know, even though we're getting into the warm season, the days are spent cool so that rain gets a chance to really kind of um, seep into the ground and not evaporate uh, after the sun comes back out. But it comes at a cost with the, the beach erosion and uh, some of the issues with that. So I think that's probably where we look here, right, in the next couple of months to get uh, those type of events that bring us out of drought conditions or at least get us uh, back in the other direction. No, yeah, absolutely. It's like you're saying, like, hopefully we can get it out through, you know, regular mid-latitude cyclones uh, before, you know, we have to really hope for uh, a tropical disturbance, you know, a weakening tropical disturbance to, um, you know, help us out here. But definitely we are, uh, definitely the last couple of months we have noticed that trend. It's just been an abnormally dry winter. I mean, uh, I know we've had we talked about it over the last couple of months how we were in a pattern where we saw our most uh, unsettled weather on a Thursday and Friday, but yet it wasn't enough that it was pumping a lot of precipitation out. So uh, the fact that we had you know a very warm winter kind of in a way coincided with the, how dry it got, especially uh, for January and February, and that's where we are now going into April. And a lot of people probably wonder, um, you know, well, what about the thunderstorms this time of the year? Don't they bring a ton of rain in a short period of time? The short answer to that is yes. Yeah. Um, but the, the broader or the more complex answer is the fact that, well, yeah, you can get a half inch, quick half inch or an inch of rain in one location from a thunderstorm. But even the core of the heaviest rain in the thunderstorm only covers a several mile area at most. And that thunderstorm itself, that cell, individual cell is only going to bring a decent amount of rain to sparse parts of the area, if you will. Even if you have a line of storms coming through, not everybody sees the heavy rain. No, yeah, and absolutely. That's the thing, like, you know, we obviously as, as meteorologists, we notice that there's times when um, a line can, you know, just weaken as it makes its way through our area. So it could be bringing heavier rain, say, for northern Delmarva, 
but by the time we make its way towards the beaches, it might just be uh, a line that's fading and maybe just a couple sprinkles down the stretch. So, and that's the thing, like, yes, thunderstorms do bring a decent amount of rain, but it just kind of depends on um, where in the life cycle of that thunderstorm it is in as well. And, you know, just other components as well, uh, you know, when it comes to the atmosphere um, with it. Very good, very good. And, um, you know, speaking of thunderstorms, we had a major severe weather outbreak across the southeast this past weekend. Um, and you've probably, if you're listening here from the United States, you, you probably already know that from the news. But for those around the world or, uh, you know, listening here, not familiar with our weather patterns in the United States, this is prime time for dangerous weather, especially violent tornadoes in not only the Midwest, but the Deep South, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia. Those are three states that got hit very hard over the weekend. And uh, what was an EF4 tornado through a rolling fork, Mm -hmm. Mississippi, a long track tornado that was on the ground for um, 59.4 miles. Wow. That's the 60 miles. That's incredible. And leveling a few of these towns completely. Um, And I believe maximum winds were already estimated, what, 170, something like that. Yes, 170. So, you know, um, we get into the time of the year, we have to start watching closely for that type of weather. That system down to the south, uh, the, the dynamics and so forth with that, very typical for that to stay in the deep south and not reach us this early in spring. Usually we start talking about worrying about you know, that type of severe weather when we get into April, May, and June. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was a very uh, um, devastating weekend across the deep south, uh, several tornado tracks. No, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the fact that it was uh, devastating and then the fact that there was also uh, fatalities involved with it as well. So... Uh, 16 fatalities, especially with the one with the Rolling Fork Silver City tornado that occurred back on Friday night. Uh, and obviously, you know, with these tornadoes, you know, we just can't stress it enough. Uh, uh, you know, especially, you know, this, uh, you know, try to go to your safe area. Try to, you know, if you don't know, if you don't have a safe area, try to go to a, a tornado shelter if you know one in your community. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely these intense storms, you know, just all the components came together. The Storm Prediction Center did a great job when it comes to forecasting. They put a moderate risk out on Friday for that area, and that's pretty much where it happened. And then we had another moderate risk going back on Sunday as well. That's when a couple more tornadoes across the region. I know the, the Birmingham office also uh, has a couple of... Uh, uh, surveys of a couple tornadoes that hit like near the B- Birmingham area or like just around the Birmingham uh, warning area uh, with some of them being EF1s, EF1, EF1s, EF2s, and EF0s. But definitely the Rolling Fork one, uh, definitely a powerful EF4 tornado. So that's the second highest when it comes to the enhanced Fujita scale. Um, and they're even, even though it's typical this time of the year for them to see tornadoes in the deep south, it's still rare to have a long track violent tornado anywhere, any time of the year, because they only make up such a small percentage of the amount of tornadoes that occur. Of course, here in Delmarva, we typically, and more often than not, never even have to worry about those high-end tornadoes, but we typically see the low-end ones, the spin-ups, which we call the ones that don't last very long, can last only for a few minutes or less, tropical-induced uh, tornadoes, but still destructive nonetheless, um, and a little harder to track sometimes. So that's uh, you know, one of the unique things about Delmarva that we watch for is not only with our spring severe weather season that occurs later in the spring, but also with the tropical uh, systems that come in and um, bring tornado threats with them later in the summer. So uh, 
It's just kind of the beginning of the severe weather trend across the United States. It starts in the deep south, kind of moves into the Midwest, and then out toward the mid-Atlantic as the spring gets going and lasts into the summer. So obviously uh, we're looking ahead and keeping an eye on that for everybody, but uh, I'm sure we will uh, you know, have a little more to talk about with severe weather next time on our uh, podcast here. So uh, next Wednesday, we definitely encourage you to download again. Thank you for downloading this time for the meteorologist here at 47 ABC WMDT.